was quiet on the beach that morning, and Ed was grateful for that. He was always out in nature, discovering new things, and even at age seven, he was already interested in natural history. However, Ed wasn't outside merely to observe nature. He needed a place to escape from the conflict in his home, where his parents were constantly fighting. For young Ed, the natural world had become a kind of safer second home. That warm Florida morning, Ed had gone fishing and was lost staring at the hypnotic pattern of lights dancing on the surface of the water. He played gently with the line in his hand, watching his favorite creatures, the birds, and tried to keep his mind in the moment, away from the tension at home. He was fishing for perch, and after what seemed like forever, one finally popped up. The boy yanked the line, and the perch leapt from the water. Then, as if taking aim, it flew straight at his face. Hi, I'm Garvin DeShazer, and this is your Daily Inspiration. Ed screamed in shock as the spines of the small fish embedded in the pupil of his right eye. The pain was terrible, but Ed was afraid of what would happen when he went home, and hoping his eye would get better soon, he spent several hours suffering before he was forced to return home that night. It wasn't until several months later, his right pupil covered in a cataract, that he finally sought medical treatment. The procedure to remove the lens of his right eye was performed at Pensacola Hospital, and Ed would later say that, the surgery was a terrifying 19th century ordeal. He was left with a lifelong phobia of his face being covered, likely a consequence of the anesthesia. When it was finished, Ed was left with 20-10 vision in his left eye, but that was all. The stereoscopic vision he would have needed to fully observe the panoramic vistas of nature was already gone, and soon his hearing started getting worse too, likely due to an unfortunate roll of the genetic dice. As he recovered from the traumatic surgery, young Ed had to make some changes. He had to get used to living with one eye, for one, and the onset of partial deafness complicated matters even further. Adding in the divorce of his parents, it would be easy to imagine him falling into despair and giving up on his dreams. But he did not. Instead, as Edward O. Wilson would later recall, I began to focus on little things. I noticed butterflies and ants more than the other kids did. In fact, he found that while he was limited in his ability to observe mammals and birds, he was still more than able to read fine print and see the hairs on the bodies of insects. In the fallout of his parents' divorce, Edward remained with his father and eventually his stepmother, moving from city to city each year. His love of nature would become the one true constant in Edward's life. At age nine, he began his first expeditions at the Rock Creek Park in Washington, D.C., collecting insects, particularly butterflies, in nets made of materials he found around the house. It was on these expeditions that he discovered a fascination with ants that would go on to dominate much of his professional life. In his autobiography, Wilson describes the day he pulled rotting bark off a tree and observed citronella ants for hours. It was an event that, in his words, left a vivid and lasting impression. 
The Boy Scouts became a significant part of Ed's journey into manhood, and he not only earned his Eagle Scout Award, but also served as the nature director of his scout summer camp. This led to him, at the age of 18, deciding to become an entomologist. Although his original focus was on studying flies, insect pens were in short supply due to World War II, and so fate decreed that Ed would be studying ants, which he could keep in vials. With encouragement from the National Museum of Natural History, Wilson took a survey of all the ants in Alabama. This led Ed to his first bit of scientific notoriety, the reporting of the first colony of fire ants in the United States near the port of Mobile. From there, things moved fast for Edward Wilson. He enrolled in the University of Alabama and earned both his B.S. and M.S. degrees in biology. Following that, he transferred to Harvard University and traveled on many overseas expeditions with the Harvard Society of Fellows. He collected ant specimens in Cuba, Mexico, Australia, New Guinea, and many other places by the time he received his Ph.D. in 1955. Edward O. Wilson has accomplished so many things in his field that it would be far beyond the scope of our podcast to list them all, but his most famous work, and one that he has expanded upon ever since, was 1975's Sociobiology, The New Synthesis, a work that described the social behaviors all across the animal kingdom, from ants all the way up to Homo sapiens. Wilson is a devoted environmentalist and conservationist. He has received two Pulitzer Prizes and the National Medal of Science. In 1990, he was awarded the prestigious Crawford Prize from the Swedish Royal Academy of Sciences. His position of respect in the scientific community and his continued efforts to save so many of the species mankind has put into danger has earned him the admiration of his peers and many in the public as well. And yet, who knows what might have happened if young Ed had decided to stay inside and sulk all summer while his parents' marriage ended? What if his eye had never been injured and Ed had not learned to focus on the little things that shaped his career? We'll never know the answers to these questions, but little twists of fate like these happen in all our lives, don't they? And they are what brought you here to this moment today. What unplanned events may be playing out in your life right now? And, if you seize the moment, how might you affect positive change in your future? Can you say, I am open to new possibilities, and I am ready to define my legend right now? Thanks for listening. May your day be filled with love, laughter, and joy. Bye for now. Hi, this is Scott, producer for the Daily Inspirations podcast. We hope you're enjoying these stories, and if you'd like more inspiration in your life, visit MyDailyIAm.com. You can find weekend blog posts, sign up for our email update list, and you can let us know about an inspirational story you'd like us to cover. Or just say hi. We'd love to hear from you.